Welcome to the Antioch Initiative Podcast, a podcast focused on the unreached of the world and topics related to seeing the unreached discipled in Christ's kingdom. I'm Caleb Gunderson with the Antioch Initiative, and in this episode, we're interviewing Pastor Jim Bradford from Central Assembly in Springfield, Missouri. He just spoke a message on cynicism and character, and we'll be discussing some questions regarding that message. We're here with Dr. Bradford, a pastor at Central Assembly. And Dr. Bradford, thank you so much for being here with us. Uh, we just want to ask you a couple questions on the message you just spoke on character and on cynicism. And so what are, what are some ways that we can guard ourselves against cynicism? Thanks, Cale. Good to talk to you. Cynicism is a toxic brew of critical thinking, which I hope we can all do, as well as violated trust. And that's the hard part. You put those two things together and you get this attitude that thinks there's, I can't trust any institutions, I can't trust people in authority, there's no hope, and it's very uh, debilitating. But, but understanding what makes up cynicism may give us some clues on how to work through it, because if there's violated trust there, there's just disillusionment, the key people in our lives that should have been there for us and weren't whether in a parental or in authority or in the church or at our, our jobs, you know, we, we need to carry light baggage here. We need to keep letting go of those kinds of offenses. We need to keep, um, we need to keep pointing to our own hearts. I, I decided years ago my biggest problem is not somebody else who let me down or violated my trust. My biggest problem is not a budget problem. It's not my biggest critic. My biggest problem is right here is my own heart. And so I've just I've just learned to keep watching my heart and not letting my heart be a victim of what anybody else has or has not done for me. Um, I'm, I'm not going to be a victim of what the Assemblies of God has done or not done for me. I'm not going to be a victim of what my parents have done or not done for me or any significant pe- person. You make that decision deeply. I'm not going to be anybody's victim, but I am going to let go of the resentment, the baggage, you know, Jesus talks about how unforgiveness just chokes us up spiritually. You know, it comes down to those basic principles. Mm-hmm. And so th- that's one place where I go with, with cynicism. So that's really good. So that's just a deep commitment in your heart that I'm not going to give into this. I'm not going to become a yeah. victim to this. Yeah. Okay. And letting go of those who I tend to uh, associate my cynicism with. Um, Hmm. To whatever degree they didn't perform up to my expectations. Okay, okay. I, I want to bring up the topic of of character that you spoke on earlier today. What what is character to you? Character is that inner structure that can take the pressure of life and yet still have integrity. Like in Minneapolis, the I thirty five freeway bridge, you know, collapsed, and you couldn't tell right. ahead of time. But right. slowly, the integrity of that bridge was 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 uh, eroding. Mm-hmm. And our our character is that ability to keep doing what's right, um, in spite of the pressures that are put on us. And when we lapse in integrity, we start weakening the inner structure of our lives. Character really structures our inner lives. Hmm with conviction, with right choices, no matter what's happening around me. Hmm. Okay, and is that something that we have to personally seek out, or is that something we trust God with? Uh, is it a day-to-day sort of thing? How do, yeah. we, how do we build character? Those two things and one other. Um, yeah, we, we personally seek it out. 
you know, we make inner decisions all the time. We monitor what we tell ourselves. We've got to believe God's truth about ourselves. We, we have to appropriate the provisions of the crucified life. We're dead to sin, alive to Christ. And make, make decisions like, this, this is what I want to be known for. I do not want to let my life collapse because a lot of people are relying on me. Plus, I'm pleasing the Lord. So that's part of it. The other part is just what the Spirit of God does through our lives as we, as we just keep building, being filled with the Spirit. I, I think the third element, though, is community. We, we need accountability. We need brothers and sisters who are calling us on in the Lord and who love us enough to tell us the truth when they see lapses in our character, when they see secret compromises, when they see us... Um, maybe doing something different than we profess to be. Especially, you know, we talk about cynicism. I especially notice that attitudinally. You know, people can, can, you know, talk about Jesus all the time and claim they're God's person, but I, I don't know. Just watch their attitude. Watch how they handle pressure and how they handle getting hurt, hmm. how easily offended they get. Hmm. And those are the things people around us can call us on. They become the signals that I need to build my characters more strongly. Hmm. Well, yeah, regarding with what you just said, uh, being dead to sin and alive to Christ, earlier yeah. today in the message you were talking a little bit about not having to, to, to um, like, white-knuckle it and yeah, keep from right. sinning yeah, and keep yeah. from struggling through that. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about that dynamic? Yeah, I think it's where the starting point is. Obviously, you've got to make some decisions. You're not going to sin. But uh, Paul said in Romans 6, Reckon yourself or consider yourself dead to sin and alive to Christ. So we start with the cross and work back backwards from there. Okay. Resisting sin is a faith issue. It's appropriating the provisions of, of, of Christ. In fact, I've heard someone say, before you sin, at least quote Romans 6 once. And then <laughs> see what you want to do. Wow. You know, you start, you start with not how you feel. You, you can't think emotionally about hmm. sin. You think about the truth in Christ we're dead to sin you start there it's a faith exercise and you work backwards from from there and uh, you, you you keep relying on the power of the Holy Spirit you're gonna have to make some decisions you know but we don't start with teeth gritting and white knuckling it we start with the cross and what's already been done for us mm. and the power of grace in our lives that sets us free and then we we go from there okay okay I'd like to ask another question on that. And when it comes to the renewing of the mind, what does it have to do with that whole process? Yeah, Paul, in, you know, in Colossians 3, says, If you've been risen with Christ, then set your heart on things above. And then he says in the next verse, And set your th- mind on the newness in Christ that you have on heavenly things and not on earthly things. So w- we make a decision that our value system starts being more shaped by Jesus' kingdom view of the world and our lives in him than it does just reacting to everything we encounter in the world. Other value systems that kind of seduce us in. We talked this morning about the battle for our affections uh, as well as the battle for our attitudes. Setting your mind on things above means I, I censor some lies you know, when I'm feeling insecure, when I'm feeling like I, I won't make it, God can't use me. Those are those may feel real, but just because you feel them doesn't mean they're true. Feelings and truth are two different things. So you keep telling yourself the truth. I know people who take like scripture verses on their mirror every morning, every night. They just keep 
They just keep taking in the truth of who they are in Christ, not mm-hmm. how they feel they are. But Jesus said, you're forgiven. You have my spirit. You have my word. You're my child. I'll never leave you, forsake you. All things are possible. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And you just fill your life with the word of God. Mm-hmm. And you keep, you, you keep resisting the power of the world to totally distract you all the time. And you just keep worshiping the Lord. You just keep focusing on him. And you just keep focusing on truth. This is where God's word is so powerful. I'm glad God put some things in black and white. So I don't have to. So it's not just what I feel or what I guess. That's so you good. Know, he puts That's some so things good. in black and white yeah. for us. Okay. Thank you so much for your time with us, Dr. Bradford. We really appreciate Thank it. You,